Welcome to the Pretty Deadly Podcast. My name is Susie. I'm an American Gen X woman living in Berlin, a martial artist, violent crime survivor, and the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Tavia Benjamin, a.k.a. TSA Benjamin, a millennial Jamaican woman living in Kingston. I'm a poet, author of the book Words Beyond the Page, and a social entrepreneur. We're exploring the kinds of violence women around the world face, the different ways we defend ourselves on a daily basis, and of course, sharing self-defense tips and techniques as we go. If there's anything you'd like us to explore, send us your questions and comments to hi at teamprettydeadly.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. Ready to kick ass? Yep. Okay, let's go. Boundary. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Hey, Susie, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, Tavia. How are you doing? I am awesome. I am actually very excited about what we're going to talk about today because boundaries is something that's it's very important to me Mm. and i i want to hear from you you know why is that important in in self-defense and how do we even learn to define what that is because for for some people boundaries is non-existent and for others we may be so involved in it but you know let's start from the top Why do we think it's important in in self-defense? Boundaries, from a really basic perspective, boundaries are, they help us know what to defend, basically, right? I mean, if you think about it in terms of countries and wars, you know, there's borders. So when one country invades another country, the other country's borders or boundaries, and therefore the country that's been invaded has a right to defend itself. It's pretty basic stuff. And we can look at that at the microcosmic level with our own persons. You know, when someone crosses my boundary, I have a right, they've invaded basically, and I have a right to defend myself. What's important and what I experience a lot in Pretty Deadly is um, learning how to recognize your own boundaries. What I've discovered over the course of my career is that a lot of people actually don't know They don't know what their own boundaries are. They don't know how to define them. And if you don't know how to define them, it's really hard to defend them. True. There's a lot of it. So I live here in Berlin and, you know, there's a huge rave culture here and techno culture, which I think there's an over, this is like the most old lady thing I've ever said. I think there's an overlap. (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) I have no idea. These are my worlds, but, but I do know that, and, you know, there's also, there's a, a lot of sex clubs and they're very open about a variety of sexual practices here and very accepting and and all of that is great and good and wonderful and it's vibrant and the world is a varied and fantastic place because of it some of these worlds like rave culture and sex club culture and possibly techno culture pride themselves on not having boundaries mm. we're all one you know we're all just one big organism, family, whatever. And we should all be able to simply move with each other and in and out of each other's lives and boundaries and bodies and whatever. And again, this is all fantastic, except that that is not entirely true because every human has boundaries somewhere. Unfortunately, in some of these situations, we only get to discover what those boundaries are once they've been crossed. Uh, True. And we then become to feel uncomfortable. Exactly. We feel really terrible. You know, we're like, oh, I don't know. That that didn't feel good at all. And now I feel like a jerk because I'm in this culture that says I shouldn't have boundaries. 
but I feel like my boundaries have been violated and now I'm confused. So I'm using this Berlin's world as an example because it's a it, because it's a nice extreme example so it makes it really easy to illustrate. But we all have this issue, you know, and I think for all of us when we don't know what our boundaries are then it's really really hard to defend them. And waiting until a boundary is crossed to learning what your boundaries are, I think is an unnecessary process because it puts you, you know, it, it can cause trauma that you frankly don't really need to have. Yeah. Certainly you can have, I say that and I want to just make a little caveat because you can have boundaries that you aren't aware of. True. You know, I've had periods in my life where, I don't know, something happens and I realize like, oh, that's a boundary. I didn't know that this was a boundary for me, but it is. And now you crossed it and that's the end of that. So, or maybe I've crossed my own boundary for something. I don't know. So that's important to remember. You can have boundaries that you just simply are not aware of because they've never been put to the test. True. So you've not been in those situations before. Right. And it's, 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 it's just not a part of your daily life, you know, but we do all have a basic set of boundaries. So the way that we can start to define our boundaries is to, it's the same way that like two-year-olds do, you know, like what you push the envelope. How far can you go? We don't want to do that in a way that puts us in danger or makes mm-hmm. us feel uncomfortable, but we can do that in a, in a, in a way that safely explores the edge of those boundaries, you know, so mm-hmm. we can do that with mind uh, exercises, mental exercises. You know, if, if I were to do X, Y, Z, would I be, would I be okay with that? Yeah. You know, if someone were to do X, Y, Z to me, would I be okay with that? When we don't know where to start, we can start with our physical boundaries. And that I think is where, that's where it's easiest for me to start basically. So we do this in pretty deadly, we do this in our online classes actually, is we start looking at where are your physical boundaries. And the way that we do this is we ask people to stand up straight, you know, and hold their bodies very, very rigid and simply circle on their ankles. So the only thing that's moving are your ankle joints, Mm. right? Your entire body is moving in a circle just on your ankles. And as you move in the circle, you should make your circle bigger and bigger until the point where you're feeling tension in the muscles around the front of your pelvis and in your lower back, along with the sides as well. So when you feel that tension, you're at the edge of your physical boundary. Oh. Right? If you push past that tension, you're going to fall over. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a really great way to start defining. And what you'll notice is that that physical boundary is not your skin. It's not where your skin touches the air because a lot of people think that that's what their boundaries are, but it's not. It's actually a little bit bigger than that. That's actually what I thought when you started to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's what we think. Like, oh, you've touched me. That's a, that's my boundary. Or you're too close. Right. Your boundary is the space that you need to live your life. Mm. Right. And there's things that we need to do physically in order to stay alive. Right. We need to drink, you know, water. We need to eat food. We need to exercise and we need to sleep. We need to move our bodies in order to do these things. So it's the space we need to live our lives. It's the space we need to stay alive. Right. Everything else is a bonus. You know, you want to do performative dance. You want to play tennis. You want to like do jumping jacks. Well, that's part of sports, but nonetheless, you know, a a lot of other things are things that we don't necessarily need to do to stay alive. Right. But the basic things. So we do need extra space for that. We need, those are our boundaries. Yeah. And it would be interesting to hear 
from our listeners, what if do they know their boundaries? You know, an important question to ask yourself is what are my boundaries? Do I know them? Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what those comments are. We're looking forward to seeing that because that's a good question to ask yourself first. What are my boundaries? Do I even know them? Mm-hmm. What makes me feel uncomfortable? And once we've identified it, you know, as you would have said, it's important to know, understand why it's important for me to uphold this. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what my boundary is, but then when you cross it, I say nothing. Is it really a boundary? Or, you know, like, how do we handle that when we've stated our boundaries and our boundaries keep, people keep going across them? Well, there's a couple of things to remember here. One is boundaries are fluid, right? So the boundaries that I have with my partner are different than the boundaries I have with a complete stranger. Good point. So oftentimes when we're thinking in today's world about boundaries and our personal boundaries, we tend to think of them as very rigid things. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had confrontations with people who say, you know, like, well, these are my boundaries. You know, <laughs> like they've got the Great Wall of China built up around them somehow. But it's <laughs> like, and, and always respect people's boundaries. Absolutely. But they're not rigid. And they can change. And they can change over time, right? A boundary you had today can be, it can change next week. Exactly. Exactly. And all of these things are fine and normal and that those are all part of the way that we live in the world. Right. So, but when we have someone who violates our boundaries and we don't actually do anything about it, we also want to look at what's happening around that situation. Mm -hmm. You know, if, some guy that's like three times my size and has a giant scar down his face and is carrying a something that looks like a weapon. And he reaches out and gently places his hand on my face. That's violating my boundary. On the other hand, am I going to knock his hand away and get into a fight with him? No, I'm not. I might think, you know what? The best thing for me to stay safe in this situation is to not react. I might, I might, I might decide otherwise. I might be like, oh, I'm going to get into a fight with this guy because that's what I feel like doing. I don't know until I'm actually in that situation. But it may be that I'm making a calculation that says this is the better way to get out of this situation intact. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes when people violate our boundaries again and again and we don't do anything, sometimes that can be because we're not used to defending our boundaries. Because we've come from situations and life experiences where defending our boundaries got us even more punished. Mm -hmm. Or we haven't been taught to have boundaries in in this first place. Exactly. Or we haven't been taught to have boundaries in the first place. So again, everybody has them. You know, so you can say you're the world's most open person. And yet at some point, if somebody somebody crosses a boundary, you're going to feel icky inside. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how you know that a boundary is. And that's how you know you've got a boundary somewhere. And it's okay. You should have boundaries. You should. Everyone should have them. It helps us. It's part of our definition of ourselves in the world. And it helps us help others as well. So it's helpful to you if I tell you no, if I tell you this is my boundary, if I make it very clear to you. I don't have to do it in an aggressive or confrontational way. But I can say, I mean, I can say something like, I find it offensive when you make jokes about um, leprechauns, you know, because I come from a long line of leprechauns and it's offensive to me. That's a boundary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just as you stated that too, we could also consider that sometimes you don't even need to over explain. 
you know, exactly. it, it, you just keep it simple. You, you state what your boundary is, you communicate it and you state why it's important to you. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. That's sufficient for you to expect someone to respect it. Exactly. But we also want to remember that choosing to respond in a physical way in defense is always a last resort and, and it's often not even a choice. So when someone's coming towards me and I say, hey, stop right there, right? And they don't stop. They keep coming. I might say it again and I might say it louder. Hey, stop. Don't. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm saying it louder because maybe I'm starting to get a bit panicked, but I'm also saying it louder because maybe they didn't hear me the first time. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Maybe they keep coming anyway. So they're clearly just ignoring everything I'm saying. Maybe they come really close and I think, OK, now what are they going to do? And then I wait to react because I don't know what the best reaction is until the, the full violation has been made. I don't mean Mm -hmm. full in the sense of like rape. I mean, you know, have you actually made contact? Mm -hmm. Right. And again, that can be different for everyone. I'll tell a very quick story. I was on a, um, I was on the subway here in Berlin and this man sat down next to me. The whole car was empty and this guy just sat next to me and he pressed his leg up against mine. And at first I thought, is he just man spreading? But then when I moved, he kept his leg glued to mine and I was like, oh, okay, I see he's He's just being a creep, Mm -hmm. not just being a creep. He's being a creep. I was looking out the window, which was just the dark tunnel. But the thing is, is there's a reflection. So I could actually see what he was doing. And I was thinking, okay, so he's definitely creeping on me. And at some point, if it escalates, I'm going to react. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm pretty excited about it, I have to tell you, because I don't really get (laughs) to use my martial arts out in the wild very often. So I'm thinking, great. You know, Try something, I'll finish you. Yes, I, I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of my body because I don't know. I have a lot of tools. I never get to use them. I'm just, I mean, I do in the dojo, but not in real life. I'm really excited about this situation. But he's keeping his leg pressed. It's, it's not time for me to react. I'm waiting for the moment when the reaction is necessary. It's not mm-hmm. yet. You know, I never got to do anything because then a bunch of the car came to a stop. A bunch of guys got on. Somebody saw what he was doing, another man, and gave him a dirty look. And then suddenly the guy behaved. Uh. And I thought, oh, thank you, you know, my kind knight, except you kind of like blew my chance. But <laughs> but I appreciate the allyship. You blew my Absolutely. cover. <laughs> you blew my cover. But I do appreciate the allyship. Um So a lot of times we kind of wait, you know, it's like, you know, you don't necessarily move right away because it's not the right moment, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you move too soon, um, you know, if I had reacted to that guy too soon, then that could have may have gone in the wrong direction. You know, him just pressing his leg up against mine wasn't enough of something he could have easily turned around into a gaslighting situation. Mm -hmm. Right. And it wasn't enough for me to actually like, you know, do whatever I was going to do, punch him or put him in a lock or whatever, you know? So I had to wait, you know, are you going to keep, are you going to keep pushing it? When are you going to get to that point? And I won't know when you're at that point until that feeling comes up inside of me. So what I'm really doing is I'm monitoring my feeling, Hmm. you know, when it gets there, I know something's going to come out. It's like a line in a poem I wrote that said, timing isn't everything. It just means everything. Yeah, exactly beautifully said. 
Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program based in Berlin, but with coaches and trainers in a growing number of cities in Europe and around the world. If you want to join us just to take a course or to become a coach, a trainer, or even offer Pretty Deadly in your school or studio, let us know through our website at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com or find us through our app. Just search for Pretty Deadly Self-Defense in your favorite app store and download for free. And remember that all of our paid programs fund our volunteer work. So when you empower yourself, you're actually empowering another woman too. Thanks for being here. I'm Susie Colick, and you've been listening to the Pretty Deadly Podcast. See you next week.